Welcome to the Autonomous Vehicle Daily Tech Podcast. My name is Hassan Akram. I am the host of the Autonomous Vehicle Safety and Security Podcast. This is my second podcast. And in this podcast, we will be broadcasting focused discussion on technical subject matter. Enjoy the podcast and thank you so much for listening. I remember two years ago when we were having dinner together, you pointed me out to Fast and Furious 8, the way they make 1,000 zombie car rain. And like you mentioned, so that they cannot uh, use a vehicle as a weapon. So, I mean, this is Hollywood, but I often tell my, my audience that this, this is a reality today. It is possible today. So th- this definitely, we got to take things seriously. And I totally resonate with your answer there. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go uh, a little bit basic because uh, you mentioned system components. You know, I have a lot of audience time to time. They ask me uh, these basic questions like, how do you, in terms of security, define an item boundary or a system boundary? And is it going to be the same for safety? It's a good view, but at the end, when you compare safety and security, the high-level view is at the end in functional safety, specific in functional safety, the risk is inside. And in security, the risk is coming from outside. And so at the end, uh, when you see all the discussion that you have today in systems, when, for example, you'll be using in German, same word for security and safety, we call it Sicherheit. And when you ever read reports about Sicherheit in German language, they mix it completely up. And uh, also in the society, you're talking about uh, social security, but you mean safety to the people. And so the words are not really unique as we try as engineer at the moment to separate those stories. The question is always, can we do it just uh, on one layer? And so, for example, there's one chapter in my new English book that we need really layer of protection or how you call it in the other industry, layer of defense. So how you implement at the end different layer, because at the end, you cannot just build one fence uh, around the system and say, here is the border limit. And from inside, the system should not go over that limit. And from outside, nobody should go inside that system and that you just build one fence, that makes the system too much heterogeneous today uh, because at the end you have at the end different layers necessary to defend for certain things. Otherwise, you don't get the usability uh, to that target that you need. And uh, here, for example, especially when you compare a system where is the function, the function at the end gives the capability Uh, that the system really provides uh, a certain capability that the function fulfills the given requirements. And we have to build systems in such a way that they are capable to manage at the end the required function, but yeah, that they have both hands from inside to outside and outside to inside, but with a lot of penetration channels And this penetration channels at the end, we have to protect. And just uh, putting at the end here uh, gateways or uh, other means of uh, interfaces to the system is not sufficient because when you have at the end a secure entrance into a system, it does not mean that it is a safe entrance. 
we are working here with different mechanisms. And uh, so we need to talk quite a lot of things that, that we find at the end mechanism which solve both problems. So that only those things go in which should go in and that only the effects from outside which should go outside really go outside of the system. And that is not possible just with a single mechanism. And so we need clever solution how we combine at the end this different combination. That reminds us when we met each other first time. At that time, I tried to develop a basic software for an ESP system. I tried to find out how we can use the different resources on the system. I had in mind that we need something like a resource manager which at the end manage all the resources of a system in a way so that it can also prevent at the end using resources which have at the end uh, any constraints due to its health, we say today. So you need at the end somehow predictive measures so that you see at the end that the system has also the capability to make a certain intervention. That means, for example, in the ESP, uh, what happened when I start the ESP pump and open the valve? Could I really perform a proper ESP intervention to the vehicle? Are the system are all available in such a structure? Or does the pump fail when I open the valve and then the system really destabilize and you have a serious accident due to a malfunction of the system? So that is a combination of failure, which are inside mechanical uh, issues which are inside the hydraulic flow, which are inside the electric uh, information which going around. And even if you somebody manipulates all that data, you can create serious accidents. And so we start to work out how we can manage that topic time. So you're starting to work on a round robin uh, scheduler and you find out how we can combine round robin at the end uh, with different periodic tasks with different uh, sudden events and how we can switch resources from one point to the other point etc and how we could work with such a scheduler which at the end not affecting just the hardware resources of the microcontroller but which manage at the end the entire resources of the entire system. And that cost us uh, at the end a lot of thinking. But uh, I think that is one example where we have to rethink all our system because the easy scheduler, which we think, for example, from AutoSAR, et cetera, it is not sufficient. And also when we're talking about today about adaptive AutoSAR, et cetera, when we increase the system by networks that we add at the end microprocessor to microcontroller, combine microprocessor and microcontroller, we still have to manage the resources of the controller or processor by itself, but we have also to manage all the system uh, resources in a way and control the system resources, how we could manage them. And that is, in my opinion, quite a huge question where at the moment, uh, you see, for example, Volkswagen. Volkswagen says they want to set up their own software company. Uh, they announce they want to make their own operation system. But um, software operation system, like an OSEC, etc., it's just a device which manage uh, some resources in a microcontroller, but it cannot manage at the end the resources at the end uh, and control uh, the 
availability of interrupts for an entire function on vehicle level, etc. And so you need at the end really a mechanism which affecting at the end functionality on a much wider level as it is just in uh, such a microcontroller or even in a microprocessor. By the way, we still don't have any microprocessor which is at the end uh, certified according to ISO 26262. And as far as I know, we still have at the end also no microprocessor which have any safety certificate at the end in generic usage. We just have it somehow in a context of an application, but a generic device which is at the end says, uh, I'm using a microprocessor as a standalone processing unit and have developed that according to a safety standard or safety integrity standard. As far as I know, still not available today.